from the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Alrighty. It's the Tiny House Podcast. This is Perry. This is Michelle. And this is Mark. We have some freaking awesome intro music, don't we? <laughs> we do. It's pretty good. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty jazzy. Yeah, it is pretty jazzy. Yeah. So, um, Michelle, you're going to talk to us about the Tiny House Jamboree, aren't you? I think so, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I think the biggest challenge, of course, is going to going to condense three days of, of wonderfulness into 20 minutes. So I'm going I'm to try, though. Make it tiny. <laughs> exactly. Um, it was epic. I mean, the, you know, we use that word a lot, but there's just kind of like no other word that really adequately describes it. And I thought about this morning, of course, what I was going to say. And so, so I, I have three lessons for you. I have, I have three particular lessons that I took away from the Jamboree. So okay. the first awesome. one, the first one is tiny house people are awesome. Okay. Well, cool. and I thought you were going to say batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> there was a few of them, but I have to say that the asshole to nice person ratio was very much in control. It was really cool. Nice. Um, I mean, we all know tiny house people are cool and creative and uh, and wonderful, but so they were expecting when the tiny house jamboree people first started all of this, when they were talking to sponsors and speakers, and when they arranged for the site and the parking, and they thought maybe a thousand people or so. Hang on a second. We should say that you were um, invited to be the MC or the was it MC? What was your role there? My I had keynote many. I, I I had many many roles there. So you rolled from keynote to MC. Yeah. So so you you had for the listeners you had background exposure to the planning because of your involvement right. in correct. the administrative right. side correct. of the event. Very good. Point. Yeah. You right. weren't just attending. No no yeah. no. Right. Good point. Right, right, so right. in the beginning, as those of us that were involved in the planning. Uh, portion of it, you know, a couple thousand people, thousand, couple thousand. About four or five months ago, um, as as the registration increased to five thousand, wow. they thought, "Wow, this is really cool." Um, about a month ago, um, they had people registered from all fifty states and fourteen different countries. Wow! wow. Um, two days before the jamboree, um, the registration capped out at ten thousand people wow so even the night before the jamboree when the speakers party were all kind of sitting out doing the vip thing and there was there was a bit of debate about whether or not all ten thousand people that registered would show up mm. because it was a free event yeah. hey oh, this right. cool free event right. it's online. like a meetup group half show up yes exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's a good point exactly so there was still a fair amount of debate about how many people were actually going to show up and then i brought up the stat that i had heard that most of the people that had registered were not in Colorado. So we still weren't quite sure how many locals were going to show up that weren't registered. So, drum roll. Do you make a drum roll? (laughs) So the total attendance for all three days was 40,000 people. Wow. That's amazing. 40,000 people. It was, I hear that it was between 18 and 19 thousand on Saturday. And it was nuts. Like, it was nuts wonderful. And it was nuts Oh my God! What were we thinking? Wow! Was <laughs> there even any hotels available in town? No. So hotels yeah. and campgrounds and everything. I mean, you they had to done. go twenty miles out of wow. town to get anything in the first place. But most of the people, as it turns out, um, or a huge percentage, I think, of the people, of course, were just 
from all over Colorado that just last minute, like, oh, right. let's take a <clears throat> weekend trip. It, exactly, we're going to take yeah. a weekend trip. Wow. Um, tons of locals, of course. Um, yeah, so I don't know that that's real. I know that was on TV, so of course if you see it on TV, then it must be real. Right. They had they had quoted <laughs> just like the internet exactly. exactly. <laughs> so they had quoted forty thousand people. So um, as you can well imagine, um, there was a lot of like. Oh my God! What I mean, we ran out of everything. Like the, I mean, the toilets filled up. Oh, ah. They ran out of water for the volunteers, and and there were a lot of people that came that weren't prepared. Yeah, get them up. Cut down the water. water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, it was it was awesome. But there are so many people that when I say the tiny house people are awesome, there are just so many people that filled in, and and I'm I'm gonna pat myself on the back because we all just pitched in. Like, sure. what do you need? Oh, you need an MC. I'll do that. And yeah. so I originally was really just, well, I was one of the speakers. I was the last speaker of the day on Friday. Um, I was also scheduled to sing the national anthem, of course, to kick off the jamboree every day, which was really fun. Just for the listeners, I've been trying to get her to sing us the <laughs> national anthem, and she has refused on every occasion. And will again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, I was also set to... <clears throat> Moderate. I kept on saying mediate. I kept, on, like, I kept on saying I'm the mediator, and people would look Is at there me. there a problem? No, moderate right, yeah. the expert panel discussion at the end of every day. We yeah. would have an expert panel discussion. Oh, every day. Okay. So, yeah. Well, okay. I didn't end up doing it on Sunday, um, long story short. But nonetheless, I was, so I was kind of bookended on both ends of the day and then speaking in the middle. And then I ended up taking um, up the role of MC. So there was three of us that filled in for MC. It was kind of rock, paper, scissors a little bit. Um, it was myself, Andrew Odom, and uh, Kai Rothschecks. Um, we kind of... And who's trained. Andrew and Kai? Yeah, who's Kai? They Andrew it. Odom is with Tiny House Revolution. Yeah. Okay, yep. Um, or yep. Revolution, Tiny Revolution. Yep, yep. Um, he's the one, that, of course, that wrote the book, Your Message Here, that yep. kind of started me on yep. my journey. Yep. Funniest ass guy on the planet. Oh, I love that guy. Cool. Shout out to Andrew Odom. Just fantastic, oh, fun so guy. We need to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he's on the list, on and I told him he now got bumped up the list. Cool. Um, <clears throat> before he forgets who I am, because he's no doubt bombarded with all, right. the, with all the awesome people that are probably contacting him. And then Kai Rothschild. I think he's Tiny House Lending. Don't quote me, but I think he's Tiny right. House Lending. Hmm. Um, really fun, funny guy. Okay. Like I said, it was kind of a bit of rock, rock paper scissors about the MC thing. Sure. So did you were you able to get any pictures? Not as many um, as I would have liked. I did get quite a few pictures, but definitely not as many as I would have liked. Um, the uncomfortable thing about about the picture thing, there are now probably hundreds of pictures out there on the internet of me and I just can't even keep track of them anymore. <laughs> sure. Not everybody tags. I know well, RJ Hanks. Thousand yeah. people. I mean yeah. about forty thousand or whatever, but yeah. Well I think RJ Hanks, um one of my Facebook friends who I got to meet who was a ton of fun, really, really fun, kind of stepped in as the semi official photographer. I think she posted twelve hundred pictures, something wow. like that. Wow. Um so she was just behind the camera the whole time. Um but again, I got to meet so, so many. I mean, there's the tiny house people that, you know, that I know and I met right. at the tiny house conference. There's this whole new group of people that I just met for the first time. Mm. And every single one of them was just simply awesome. If someone hadn't, hadn't gone to the event and they want to see these pictures you were talking about, where can they go? Um, tiny house jamboree. A lot of people are posting their pictures to tiny house jamboree website, which, by the way, crashed. Like, 
every hour it crashed all weekend long. So that, sure. was, that was a whole back-end nightmare that they were working with. But no, uh, at Tiny House Jamboree, also Tiny House People. There's quite a few pictures there. And, of course, um, My Empty Nest, um, and that is my Facebook page as well. So there's quite a few people now posting and, and tagging and cross-posting. Um, it, it's at this point it's almost like enough already right like, right you kind of want it to die down right. so you can sort of recuperate and that's the mode I'm in this morning yeah I bet Dose, it cool. was it was it was fantastic it was fun um Zach from Tiny House Nation was one of the speakers okay. um the it was funny when I did the prep with him before he went up to talk I went into the green room for lack of a better term talked to him and said hey I'm gonna be moderating <laughs> see now I have to think about it I'm going to be moderating your expert panel discussion is there a list of questions that you don't want me to ask or what would you like to speak about what's your area of expertise right. and um, ironically he he said backstage and then he repeated it again once he got on stage whatever you do please do not ask me questions about the TV show Really? Oh, interesting. Yes. Huh. It was completely off. He did not want to answer. I did anyways, but that's because I was the moderator. <laughs> Offline or on, in... No, in, in this, on the stage. What do you not want to talk about? I'll move that to the top. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did warn him. It wasn't fully TV show stuff. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, I asked him what was his most creative build that he had ever done that he felt the most proud of. Because gotcha. he does some really awesome creative furniture, you know, modular right. furniture stuff right. on the show. And yep. so I made it, I made the question a little bit more generic once I figured that out. He really sort of is more of an evangelist for the movement, yeah. I would probably. He's more of a sustainability evangelist, huh. a minimalist evangelist, a simplicity evangelist, kind of more so than the, the TV. He's not a hosty TV media guy. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. really funny. And there was a huge mix-up about how long he was supposed to speak. Um, so, and, and as the MC, I had to figure that out, which was weird, and it probably looked really funny from the stage, yeah. but it was hilarious. So, you had to get the hook and pull him off kind yeah. of thing? Well, they, when he went on stage, they told him that he had an hour, Jeez. and he, on his way to stage, they said he had an hour, yeah. and he kind of freaked out, because he wasn't prepared to speak for yeah. an hour. So he gets on stage, and he's, you can tell he's starting to fill in slow. <laughs> Wandering other stories. And exactly, because he's thinking he has an hour. Yeah. While he's on stage, they figure out, oh, crap, he's only got a half an hour. Oh, no. <laughs> 40 minutes after, into yeah. his speech. Yeah. No, it's about 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, well, that's okay. good. Yeah, that's so the good. first funny thing that really happened, the first funny thing that happened was he was very, very, very nervous. Yeah. And so he had this very sort of like defensive stance on stage. It's kind of hard to explain to yeah. the, to the to the podcast listeners. But he had this really weird he let's put it this way. He was gripping the mic so tightly you could sl- like see the whites in his wow. knuckles. Like he was really <laughs> and I was sitting in the front row and Andrew Odom came over and handed me a note to put on the stage in front of him. Right. And he didn't notice it. <laughs> so then I had to take the note, and I'm standing up in front of the stage. There are thousands of people yeah. in back of me. And I'm with my arms fully extended with this little white note trying to Jeez. catch his attention. <laughs> and uh, finally he catches it, and he stops his speech, and he kind of looks at it, and he reads it. And the note says, Dear Zach, breathe. Talk as long as you want to. We love you. You got this. Love always, Andrew. All right. And so he kind of laughs at it and kind of throws it down and, and loses his place, of course. And <laughs> so, so then he's like, okay, that was kind of weird. 
Um, and then he keeps talking. Well, as the half an hour kind of starts to wind up, I, I walk around the stage to the back and start, and they're like, oh, we got to get him off, we got to get him off. And I'm right. like, we have thousands of people. You want me to go on stage and tell the person that everybody is basically here to see yeah. that he's done. Like, it was this weird thing. Yeah. So I grabbed a beer, and I walk up there, <laughs> and I'm standing on the side of the stage yeah. with this beer in my hand. On the stage, probably, you know, he's about 10 feet to my right. left, standing <laughs> on the stage with this beer. And then I'm, like, one step closer to him, and, like, one step closer, and then one step closer, as I'm getting <laughs> closer sneaker. and closer. Right? <laughs> and pretty soon I kind of reach over and touch him on his shoulder, and I hand him this beer. Uh-huh. And he's, again, he's kind of... <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I'll do this now. Actually, that's, I think, what he said. He's yeah. like, okay, so it's that kind of jamboree. Yeah. Kind of beer. Yeah. And so, I te- so then um, I tell him... I'm like, okay, take a break. We're going to have you take a break now and, you know, drink some beer and, you know, kind of, <laughs> we would like your final thoughts or something like yeah, this. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, so you want me to truncate things? <laughs> right. wow. So much for being subtle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there's just kind of, and everybody laughed. I'm sure they and laughed. He, and yeah. he laughed and everybody laughed, which was which Perfect. what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, right. yeah. And so then um, I'm like, so then I turn to the audience and I'm like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna let him take just a couple of minutes to gather his last thoughts and and he made some joke. No, the funny thing was he wouldn't drink it. (laughs) That was the funny thing. He returned to now he's returning to the to the mic. He's got a beer in left hand that he hasn't touched. Now he's got his right hand. Anyways, so make a long story short, it was just really it was. It was really fun and it was really awkward and it was a delicate balance yeah. between MC and entertainer and, and sort of timekeeper. So um, what would you say was the the, hi- the highlight for you of the jamboree? Oh, Jay Schaefer. And why is that? Jay Schaefer. Jay Schaefer was um, he uh, you know we all call him the father of the tiny house movement. He was taken aback. I mean, absolutely humble. And really taken aback. And in on one hand, of course, he was joking and everybody laughed. And on the other hand, he was being perfectly serious. He said, I've always questioned whether or not there was a tiny house movement, but standing up here today, there is no question. Like, yeah. I mean, he was just taken aback. It was the largest, you know, Guinness Book of World Records declared it the largest gathering of tiny house enthusiasts in the world. He wow. was taken back yeah. by it. He was very, very humble, very helpful. He took questions from the audience during his speech, which was not part of his speech, yeah. by far funny, humble, cool, didn't even have a prepared speech. Wow. Just kind of got up there and bantered. And yeah, um, and did an exceptional, exceptional job. Really, wow, really awesome. cool, fun, approachable guy. Nice. Very, Very cool. cool. So... You have you had you had three lessons. We have one so far. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> if, I know. We have we have five five lessons. Oh, yeah. What are the other two lessons? <laughs> well, the other two lessons probably aren't quite as important, or um, and that is you cannot have a tiny house discussion amongst a group of people for more than ten minutes without the subject of poop or sex coming up. Um, even in the even in the the panel discussions that I moderated, right. this get the the subject of poop and composting toilet and sex in tiny houses. It's really Lena Menard had this, you know, and this is really her theory. I don't know what her theory is specifically, but it's something like that. Yeah. You know, you can't have a tiny house discussion, and so that was, of course, tons of uh, comic, you know, comedic opportunities for all of us yeah. on yeah. all oh, yeah. turns. Um, and there was this one guy. There was this one guy that kept on asking questions 
um, very abrupt. As the moderator, it's my job to make sure that the question gets to the stage, make sure the person asking sure. the question isn't rambling. One guy was really, really angry and asked questions at every session. And finally, towards the end, the last uh, moderating, I was moderating the panel, and he was asking something about it. And something about composting toilets. And I just interrupted him. And I'm like, who's going to stand up for composting toilets? <laughs> and so everybody in the audience and everybody in the panel all stood up. And we had this raw, raw session for composting toilets. Was he toilets. angry about them? Or what was he? Um, he was just angry in general. Oh, his, first question, um, his first question um, of the day on Friday was, well, now there's a tiny house industry or tiny house movement. There's a tiny house industry. Now there's a tiny house industry. When are you people going to change all the laws so that, um, so that you know, us, we that are currently living in tiny house don't have to hide, you know, and, and be worried about being kicked wow. out of our tiny house. So, and what's the third point? So the third point, um, the third point is zoning is a big deal. Zoning is a big deal. I think more than financing more than design. The one question, again, besides poop and sex, the other question that came up in every discussion with Zach, with Jay, yeah. which every, every panel, um, almost every speech touched on it. Some of them were really in-depth. Darren and Andrew's speech was really in-depth into mm. it, um, as was Jay's, but... Darren Williams? Darren oh. Zaruba, okay. um, Eco sure. Cabins. He was the big okay. honcho guy that ran the whole thing. Okay. He did a speech with Andrew Morrison gotcha. about zoning specifically. Okay, okay. Zoning is a big issue. I thought finance would be the reason why, the number one reason why people don't have tiny houses, but that's not true at all. That was the one thing, I guess, that blew me away the most. Right. Um, I think there's actually more money out there than people even think. Yeah. Um, but it's the zoning that's a much, much bigger deal than the Did they the come to any conclusions with regard to the zoning or any um, future predictions about what's going to happen with it? Well, Jay had announced something that I had already known that everybody else seemed a little surprised by. The IRC, the International Residential Code, was only changed earlier this year. Um, the International Residential Code, of course, is the federal level zoning. And then normally then the state municipalities and then the city counties and then the, <clears throat> then the city municipalities follow the IRC. Eventually, it takes about two to three years for whatever the IRC does to trickle down. But the IRC was changed earlier this year to change the minimum square foot of a single room from 120 square feet to only 70. So tiny houses are actually, according to, um, according to Jay's interpretation, um, they are constitutional, they are legal, and now the IRC has allowed for them to exist by, again, changing that code to 70 square foot minimum room size, which is a big deal. So according to Jay, um, challenging the smaller municipalities, the cities and the counties, and challenging their, their uh, you know, they're saying, well, you can't live there. He says, challenge them. What, show me the letter and the line of the law that tells me that I cannot live here because the Constitution and the IRC and the federal level zoning and the federal level support of this movement is there. It's just a matter of educating and pushing interesting. back. Right. Very interesting. That's, that's, yeah, that is. Well, that's going to continue to be a big one. And it's hard because you do, while well, they do need to challenge it, it's like, well, you're still making a dollars $60,000 bet. Because yeah, if you are. lose the challenge and they say, move your damn tiny house, yeah. you got to move it. And yeah. it's not easy. So ultimately, we come down to tiny house people are cool, poop, sex, zoning. Exactly. Check, check, check. Yes. And Jay Schaefer. And Jay Schaefer. And Jay Schaefer. And Jay Schaefer. Hi, Jay. Hi, Jay. Shout out to Jay. Hi, guys.
Thank right. you very much. Great show. Great show. Yep. See you we'll next time. See you on the flip side, Tiny uh, People. See you, see ya. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Maine. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sitecast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon.